This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Banging on the Drum. I am your host here, P-Dog, along with our other host here, M-Dog. Can I get some barks? <laughs> Ready to roll for Season 2. How you doing up there, M-Dog? Uh, doing well. How are you doing, Pat? Doing good, doing good. A little bummed out. We got some news for the show today, but I think that's why we kind of transitioned into season two here. It made it made a little bit of sense. So we're going into our second week of the football season, and then we lost our third co-host, our dog. So we're one dog, we're one dog short of three dogs now. Yeah, and I think that uh, we have some opportunities here, though. We don't have to lose Riley. We can just completely replace him, uh, bring our dog in as just somebody else completely, you know, like they do on, say, a sitcom or something like that. So if you got a good resume, uh, turn it in. So we offer a 0% match on your 401k and your salary will be. We can do a 100% match on their 401k from, yeah. From what they make from us. So, yeah, you yeah. can't. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we'll, we'll actually 100% match your 401k from the money you make from us. So, if you're looking to produce something and. Those terms uh, are set to change, if anything, with that, which we change, but. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, all terms. We'll write that on the bottom of your contract. Really tiny letters. So, but yeah, so we lost Riley. If you miss hearing his beautiful voice, he actually started another project, as we mentioned in the last episode with his buddy Walker. So they are the Gamblers Anonymous, or no, yeah, Degenerates, Degenerates Anonymous uh, podcast. So follow them on Twitter, and they are at Degen. And in picks, just look up Degenerates Anonymous, what we're following, but follow those guys, check out their show. I'm sure it's going to be good. I mean, you guys seen all the growing pains we had, so it might be fun to watch and see, see how quick they can get things going. Cause it is kind of a pain in the butt at first, but it looks like from their first week, they, they're doing pretty good. They're pumping one out. So that show just fit Riley. We'll probably have him come on one time and talk. Well, we'll probably have both those guys on one time, but th- that show just fit his schedule better. So moved on to, I'm not going to call it bigger and better things. He moved on to lateral ish things. So, <laughs> so we wish him the Potentially best. Potentially bigger. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They still could. have potential. Yeah. And yeah, we wish them the best. So uh, go check their stuff out. So uh, Degenerates Anonymous. Anonymous. But anyways, how you been doing, Mike? Doing all right. Doing all right. Um, so I'm going to roll right into my overs and unders, I think. And my under is 
the first game of my coaching career got canceled due to rain. But I'm calling that a win. I'm going to say that the other team canceled, which means that they forfeit. So I get a win for my first one. They're canceling football games due to rain? Yeah, so I'm assuming that they're playing on like either the practice field for the high school or on the actual field for the high school. And if you're doing that, you definitely do not want to rip up a high school field for a third grader's football game. I'm just saying. Yeah, but how how much do these third graders rip up a field? Yeah, so it was uh, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. Oh, okay. So they all got canceled. Yeah, canceled the whole whole round of games. Sounds like right. Brookwood should uh, move into like cupcake eating contests or something. Can't even play yeah. football in the rain. Yeah, I don't know what it didn't here. It was definitely not lightning, but Cashin canceled it. It wasn't Brookwood that canceled it. So we were ready to go. I'm calling it a win. That's pretty impressive, though. Like you, you actually play other cities. Yeah, so we probably have like seven or eight games. Oh, damn. Yeah, because I remember when I played flag football, it was all just Sparta people. Yeah, but so even your like Little League Baseball was pretty much like that, where you guys had like six or seven just Sparta teams, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's how we rolled. So like I've been playing, we play other teams in T-ball. We play other teams, other cities in Little League. Uh, senior league, all that. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. You guys don't have we don't as yeah, many. We don't kids. have the numbers. But I also do think that like gives you a competitive advantage when you get to the ages where you're running into teams that have only played their fellow teammates now. But but what do I know? Well, so like you guys would beat us like in any almost every sporting event just due to the fact that you have bigger numbers to choose from for your athletes. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few teams that would be able to compete with larger schools, but for the most part, we can't, you know, there's a few groups of groups of teams like Royal went to state one year in basketball or Westby went to state one year in basketball. Like those teams would be able to compete with like a Sparta or an Onalaska or lacrosse. But for the most part, we can. Well, you know where it all starts, Mike. Yeah. With the hoodlums. Third the grade, third grade football. Th- yeah. You know, third grade gotta, football. Got to teach them to be tough. Got to teach them to be tough. So I should, I should start hitting them a little bit. Right. Yep. Teach them what, teach them what makes the grass grow. Uh, so I tried to do that breakdown <laughs> last time. I was like, you guys want to do the blood makes the grass grow? And uh, they're like, what? And I was just like, we'll just do the file. That'll be fine. Yeah, just watch uh, Full Metal Jacket and pull some some quotes off of that to teach your, well, your third so like, grade football team. You played freshman year at least, right? Uh, I, I mean, if you want to call it that. But yeah, I was okay. on the team for freshman year. Okay, so like you guys did breakdowns where it was like blood makes the grass girl kill, 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 and stuff like that, right? I would be struggling to remember that. I don't think we did that specific one, but I'm sure we, we did breakdowns. We definitely did that one because we're cheesy, but you know, third graders like cheesy stuff. Yeah, I remember the cool like 
So I played like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Okay. And they basically made it so you had to play. But like the cool teams would do the thing on the kickoffs where they would do the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I was ever on a team that did any of that stuff. So, yeah, I want, I guess, unless your little kids enjoy it. But looking back on it, it makes me cringe a little bit. Like, yeah. So I would guess that there's a purpose to doing that, though, too, is that you're creating a rhythm. Right. And so then when you actually start moving, everybody's moving at the same time. Yeah. And I mean, I think in what I gathered from the teams who would do that stuff well is they were having a little bit more fun. They were like a little bit more in sync and their coach had like a little bit more of a grab on them. Cause I remember my sixth grade team was like the worst team talent wise, the team that would do that was probably the second worst team. We were probably the worst and the worst. So, but those, those guys overachieved because their coach got them clapping on their pads. Yeah. So I think that uh, if you can, if you can wrangle kids and get them all moving in the same direction, trying to do the same thing, that's impressive. That's an impressive feat. Yeah. I cannot figure it out yet. No, it's tough. I remember I don't know if you helped me out too much, but coaching T-ball, hurting yeah. cats, that's all it was. It was like So I actually think that for those kids, we actually did pretty well. But I yeah. think they were seven-year-olds or so for the most part, like a little bit older. Five- and six-year-old T-ball, those kids are really like just everywhere. Like you can't do anything. I was just saying that I – like I. I watch, you know, my son and my daughter play in that level. And I was like, what is going on here? But it's all right. Yeah, it's rough. You just got to keep them moving. You can't get mad about like someone oh, yeah. pissing off a little bit. Like, and then, yeah, just keep them moving. Yeah. Uh, as far as my over goes, I got one day out of the facility this, this week. I uh, had training in Madison again, and that was today. And then I get to take 12 hours because it takes me two hours to drive down there and two hours to drive back. And then I had uh, an eight hour training. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a long day, but it is yeah, nice but, to break it up sometimes. Right. And I'm just sitting in the car, like chilling today was kind of rough driving home because there was two accidents on the interstate, which got me down to like 10 miles an hour twice for probably a half hour to sh- at a shot. Yeah, I think my mom, not, she wasn't in the wreck, but she was in the same traffic as you. She sent me a picture of traffic, like at a standstill, basically. Yeah, was she over by Boston? She was on her way back from Madison. Oh, okay. So there's two that I was in on the way back from Madison. One right by Madison and then one by Boston. Okay, that makes sense. All right, you got anything else for your overs? No, I don't. I couldn't think of anything, sadly enough, that was better than just being out of out of out of the facility today. Yeah, let, let me see what I got for for mine. So big under, we lost Riley. Yeah, Se- huge under. Yeah, second under. So you know, you live at a place long enough. We live in an apartment building, and we're not like antisocial, but we're not the most social people. But anyways, we started chopping it up with our neighbors semi-recently. So like about 
probably like three or four months ago. And you know how those like relationships go, like where it's like, okay, first you kind of talk to them and then you start running into them. And then when you're running into them, you're like making a point to talk to them. And then it gets to the point. So we just got to the point where we invite them over to our house to have some beers and we find out they're moving tomorrow. So so we're like, damn, our neighbors were this cool the whole time. And, and now they're both. Uh, how far away the, are they moving across the country so not even geez military guys no no not yeah one's a that i don't know how much i want to talk about what they do for a living on there but, but yeah you don't have to but yeah they're they're heading to oregon and yeah they got a road trip ahead of them so so they're dope heads maybe probably <laughs> they were talking about burning man so yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that that's always tough when you like finally find some people that you're like clicking with and then they're gone, right? Yeah, and it's like anything I've ever done. Tend to like so on my deployments, I would just kind of do the gym where I slept at, where I worked at, and that was like and then where I ate at. So that was kind of the square that I went in. And then on my first deployment, like right at the end, I found out like the last week there, we had this sick ass golf simulator in the MWR center that would let you play like Pebble Beach, yes, TPC Sawgrass, like things like that. And it was like high speed, like $40,000 piece of equipment. And I used it the last week I was there. Like every day then? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was crushing nice. on that i was like oh, i'm gonna be good at golf when i come back but anyways move to my over so i had drilled this weekend i was pretty worried i was gonna miss like the whole first half of the packer game because i get out at 3 30 i can't remember if it was special weekend which whatever they start at 4 30 over here on the east coast and then it's a two-hour drive for me to get home Anyways, I got out an hour early. I got out at 2.30. I guess it's a two and a half hour drive. And I only ended up missing like the first five minutes of the Packer game. But then along with that over, my my wife and then my mom was in town. And they made sure when we got home, there was wings and a high life. So Riley kind of wins that argument on the way out the door. I had the choice between pizza and wings for the opening day of football. I chose wings and high life and they got me the last case of high life on the shelf. They even took a picture to show me the last case of high life bottles, I guess I will say. Yeah. Which is what you prefer, right? Yeah. yeah. If it's high life, I need it. I, I wouldn't say I need it out of the bottle, but I definitely highly prefer it out of the bottle. Because if it gets to the can, then Miller Lite and High Life kind of level out to me. Okay. They're kind of pretty similar to me once it's out of the can. Do you think that's because like the clear bottle and then like ages differently? There's something. Because I I I swear to you, I could and I think it tastes better coming out of glass. There's some beers that take the the quality of of the container they're in i guess like hams good beer 
but it kind of tastes like the can. Check it out. And highlight isn't that good of a beer, but like oh, it's a great beer. Yeah, it's like eight dollars for a thirty pack. That's what makes it great. And that is great. That is great. Oh, I did think of another over, which actually I was super embarrassed about. Right, so uh, I went out to like lunch with my in-laws, and the place we went. Uh, Santana Dotson and uh, Gilbert Brown were in there. And so I talked to them for just like a second, but I felt like an asshole after I talked to them because they were eating. Shouldn't have talked to them. Oh, so when you text that, I thought you meant they were like there doing like a greeting thing. No, they were just chilling out. You just ran into them in the wild. That's how, that is pretty it, cool. In the wild, yeah. But like, yeah, like, I said something to him and then I could tell I shouldn't have said something to him when they were eating. Like I should have just fucking let it be. Oh, uh, I don't think so. Like I was not like pushy and like ask for a picture or nothing like that. Like I'm not that guy. Yeah. Just talk to him real quick. And I don't think they get it like, like an Aaron Rodgers in green Bay. Like I think if, if Aaron Rodgers decided to, I doubt he even does this because there's no, there's no possibility in the world he could sit down in like a normal, like nice steak place. I mean, unless he's in like some back booth. That's probably like, what they do for him is they give him some area that he considered. Yeah. Right. If he does go someplace like that. Um, I, th- I want to say somebody from the Ravens tweeted out that Lamar Jackson was a saint. Like he's, he's sitting here letting his food get cold so that he can talk so that all these people can take pictures with him. And, yeah. and I'm sure you have to some, like to some extent do that. I think when you're young and it's new and it's cool and like, you know, fame is fleeting. If, if you have some uh, situational awareness like that or some foresight, like you probably want to drink that up in your first few years. But, I mean, if you're doing it as long as Rodgers and Brady are, like, it's just got to get to a point with, like, yes, I do appreciate you coming up to me and, like, telling me nice things and things of that nature. But, like, it's got to get to the point where it's just, like, man, I've heard it all. It's kind of awkward receiving this many compliments from people I don't know. But, I mean... I don't know. They're going to miss it when it doesn't happen anymore, but I don't know if that will ever happen with guys like that. But uh, So, I mean, it's been 20 years and like, I pretty much recognized him like right off the jump. Yeah. Yeah. My first initial thought was like, is that them? And then I was like, guaranteed it's them. Gilbert Brown's definitely a hard one to forget. Dotson is too, though. Cause he's a, but like, he's a big boy. I guarantee you there's a boatload of football players that I would not recognize their face due to the fact that you don't really see it. You know what I mean? Like baseball would be a little bit different. Yeah, I think baseball players could probably pull it off. Well, no, you're saying the opposite. Well, you you, see their face. If you're watching them all the time, like you see their face all the time, where you might see like Rodgers and Devonta Adams, but for the most part, you're not seeing like very many D tackles face on TV, Aaron Donald, like superstars, but 
And at the time, those guys were all superstars. They were part of the part of an awesome defense, right? Yeah. And I mean, when we had uh, Chris Jackie on the team, he said the coaching staff came in and said, you know, you guys, if you win a Super Bowl in this city, you guys are going to be legends forever. You're going to be heroes. You're going to be gods among yeah. these people. And it kind of was because, I mean, that took the – I can't remember what the number of the Super Bowl that was, but, I mean, we hadn't won a Super Bowl since the second one. So it had to be – Yeah, 31. So 29-year drought. Let's roll. So next segment we are going to roll into – is spicy meatballs and i did not bring a spicy meatball to the table but since this is season two episode one i'm going to explain this is basically mike's crazy opinions and then me trying to send people to prison for doing things that i don't enjoy that they do but (laughs) thankfully i had a week where i didn't want to make a new law to send people to prison so all right that's fair uh so i think this is more just a good idea and it's because my packers you know kind of shit the bed this weekend so pro football should be treated like college football we're just going to play 20 straight games uh you can have a buy in there right you can throw a buy in maybe two buys if you really want i don't care but all the games count and then you can have a full roster a full preseason roster up until we Six, seven, eight, ten. I don't care what you choose, but no preseason games. Everybody's like trying to win games and trying to find the players all through the first three or four weeks. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how I feel about it. And I think I don't like it because when you're the NFL, you have like the cream of the crop, you know, you're getting paid. Obviously, uh, college kids are probably going to start getting paid too. I think the biggest reason I don't like it is because it would be change, and I don't like change. And the NFL has been changing way too much since the time I was a kid to the time it's now. And I want to say there's a reason behind it. But, yeah, I mean, you always have some good good meat in your thing because, I mean, it would just be interesting football right off the bat. Like, I am – not one of your guys that is going to sit and analyze a whole preseason game. Like preseason football to me could, you know, barely exist. Like, you know, maybe check out who we're going to keep on special teams, things like that. But that's kind of one of those things. I know you're a big draft guy, but I'm not a huge draft guy because I, I, I would say it's because I have like nothing to do with it, but I have nothing to do with the games either. So that doesn't make sense. It it plays on your emotions. The games do those matter, right? So the draft pick doesn't matter until he either does or doesn't pan out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he summed it up for me pretty good right there. I'm not a big draft guy. Like I like to, I'm not a big draft day guy. I would say like, I enjoy seeing the draft like after it's done I then going and looking at like what love did at Utah state um, what Dobbs did in Nevada, like watching those guys tape. One of my favorite tape guys that I seen, I don't remember if I checked it out after the draft or after he got good, but James Starks in Buffalo, 
man, if you ever get bored, watch some of his. He looked like the Reggie Bush of whatever Buffalo's division is in in college yeah. football. He was. A they must have was no. So Khalil Mack must have came after that, right? Because yeah, he's from Buffalo too, and he's like a freak. Yeah. Yes, freaks. Yeah, but um, so I think that you can make it more interesting by giving you a hundred and you get 106 players on your preseason roster. You can't play. You got to like select a certain amount of guys. You can't play for the first three games or something like that. Which yeah. would be like your Aaron Rodgers, your right. So if they're going to make the team for and they're like guaranteed to make the team for all 16 games, like an Aaron Rodgers, you can't play him the first three. See, then I really don't like it. Like, if the game's going to count, like, you got to be able to play your best people. Nah. just Or just make preseason count, but like, for, like, a half. If you go 3-0, and you get an extra half game, and you can get into the playoffs off that. You know, it's going to come up later in the show, but there might be something that the Packers need to incentivize their preseason a little bit more, so – Maybe maybe some sort of like money stipulation to to get preseason games kind of fun, but I, I don't know. Like with the injuries and stuff, like you just need to hammer out that roster. But I guess the point you're bringing up is if you have a 90 man roster, you know it's not going to happen. But then I think teams could. I think the reason behind it now that I'm brainstorming a little bit is like teams could keep guys. Like you got to say like the top yeah. 53 guys you can't touch, but like, if you want to dip in, it's basically just making a big practice squad. Like if, if you want to dip into a practice squad, you got to sign the guy, but, but I will give you four, four and a half spicy meatballs because I hate the idea. Yeah, I don't and know. So I don't I know only, exactly why, but I hate it. I only like it because I don't want the Packers to keep treating their first preseason game or first season, like regular season game, like a preseason game, which they've done two years in a row now. Yeah. No, and you're not wrong, but that'll probably be one of the last things we, we touch on the show. But another thing I failed to mention is I think we're going to try to do two shorter episodes during the week uh, for season two. So we're going to try it out this week. Hopefully this one's right around an hour. They'll probably be like an hour to an hour and a half at the most. And then one's probably going to be shorter than the other. We still haven't figured that out. That's how we roll when we're banging on a drum. We figure it out as we can go right. Fart and go right, P-Dog. Heck yeah, I am, dog. <laughs> Looks like we're going to have to throw favorites on the fly on the Thursday show because I totally forgot about the favorites on the flies. We're obviously going to break down the Packer game. Uh, last year in season one, I would kind of go through game by game and say who won and lost bang bongs. This year, I'm just going to summarize it. So, so Mike, this season, this season. Okay, yeah, this season. So we did we did have Riley's picks last week and. Whatever, we'll throw them out. But we're we're gonna give we're gonna put Riley on blast for this one because he went over to uh, a purely gambling uh, podcast. So 
Mike whooped everybody's ass this week. Uh, Mike ended up plus 340 bing bongs. Did you update our numbers or just yours? Everybody's. Okay. Damn, man. Riley lost 500 bing bongs and I lost 710 bing bongs. So this episode might be season one fade pat. That's uh, or season two fade pat might be the name of this episode because that was like our second episode ever uh mike made his picks and i think mike lost like 400 it it was a lot yeah it wasn't 700 though i think i think i might have had like a record bad week on the show the 710 yeah i i want to say that we like you had like a plus 600 though that first week yeah, no, I crushed. You had a like, great. Yeah, it, it looked like looked like I was an expert. I felt like I was an expert after that, but I guess I feel like an expert kind of right now too. Yeah, no, I would too. I'd feel really good about myself if I was you. Um, surprisingly, I didn't get as down on myself as normal, but um, yeah, but I I didn't care that much. Actually, I did. I think I'm just telling myself I don't care that much. Uh, to make me feel better about it. But anyways, if you are tuning in for season two, you're a brand new season two listener. So what we do is we put a hundred bing bongs on every game. So bing bongs are a currency that is the best currency in the world. They work in every single country and they equal out to the best possible um, conversion rate. So we bet a hundred bing bongs if we win, we get 100 bing bongs. If we lose, there's 10% juice. So we lose 10 or we lose 110 bing bongs. So what Mike had to do to win 340 bing bongs, um, I should have done the math in my head. But I think I'm 10 and six. Yeah. So you got to have a good week. And me, I think I was 12 or five and 12. Or wait, no, that's too many games. Four and 11. 11. You had 11 losses. Okay, so five and 11. So dog shit performance by me. But anyways, we're going to roll in the games. We're just going to give a brief summary here. And first game up was the Thursday night game. And Mike is the expert on the Thursday night game. All right, so the Bills turned the ball over three times in the first half. And going into the end of the half, it's 10 to 10, right? So the Rams don't take advantage of the turnovers. Um, Bills keep it pretty steady. Defense plays well. Um, Von Miller played well. They have a – feels like they have a young corners and really experienced um, safeties. Defense played very well either way. Uh, Bills come out in the second half and just – Molly whopped the Rams. Um, Rams had to drive late for a touchdown that wouldn't have mattered one way or the other, just would have gave them a little bit more, you know, respect, I guess, in the box score hunters. But Josh Allen gets the best job because he was absolutely dominant, um, running the ball over the field, chucking the ball all over the field. Uh, so we're giving PJ's giving the BJ to Josh Allen. That your M dog giving the BJ to Josh. No, Allen. I'm not. I don't give out BJ's. PJ's from BJ. BJ's from PJ. 
but I didn't give out that BJ, so it doesn't make sense. It has to make it, sense. It makes my, perfect sense right here in my so, brain. So M Dog gave out a BJ from PJ. Okay. So I guess I have to endorse <laughs> you give the B you give the best jobs. It's just I'm uh nominating the best job. Should we show them how we give them a best job? <laughs> sure. Give, Give that, that man, man a BJ. BJ. <laughs> All right. So I got the next game. Next game on the docket we had was Saints and Falcons. Looked like we were watching an Army Navy game a little bit with in, in the first Tech, quarter. Maybe? Yeah, or Georgia Tech. Yeah. 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 The Georgia Tech colors would have made sense because uh, Taysom Hill. Uh, in the first quarter, I think it might have been the first drive they rolled Taysom Hill out. He was just dominant running the ball. And then the Falcons, to combat that, had Mariota and Patterson running some, I don't even know what you would call it, like a pistol formation and just a very fun playbook. Having Patterson or Hill on your team just seems like it would be like a super fun thing to have if you're a play caller and I don't know man Taysom Hill when he was the primary quarterback he marched them right down the field and then Jameis Winston just got his ass absolutely handed to him in the first three quarters it wasn't even just the first half Jameis Winston had a big fourth quarter so Give him some credit there through two touchdowns. Michael Thomas caught both those touchdowns. But uh, my takeaway from this game is I think the Falcons might be a little bit friskier of a team than I anticipated them to be. I thought Mariota was like actually pretty good. I think I like Mariota and I love Mariota coming out of the draft. So maybe, and I loved what he did with the Raiders last year as well. But I do. I've been trying to sell that every team should have that. I mean, you're not going to get a Taysom Hill, but you should have that offset quarterback if you can, if applicable. Like, I think we should have love to take some hits at the one year. I know Mike's going to say never take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, which. So maybe not like we've struggled in the red zone for three years straight. Yeah. And I just think if you get some sort of RPO out of it. I mean, I know Rodgers could do it, but you don't want him to do it. And then maybe you could build some confidence and love going forward or, or some stock in love as well. If, if you're going to get rid of him, Is love the guy you want to try to like have be your quarterback like that. Right. The guy that takes the snaps, or do you want it to be Randall Cobb, who's a former college quarterback that can really move and like do more Taysom Hill type stuff and pass the ball just a little bit? Like you take some of these like lower level, I, I feel like shit saying lower level college quarterbacks, but guys who are more run heavy and keep them as your third quarterback on your team and get rid of one of your wide receivers or something like that so what i think 
like answering the question, sticking with uh, the Coven love. I think it would, I would prefer love doing it. And I don't think whatever, like you're going to draft a guy to play this role. Like you're not going to be like, okay, we got our throwing quarterback. Like we, now we need our, our running quarterback. But I guess though, like if you have a guy, so Josh Allen does it on his own. Patrick Mahomes yep. does it on his own. See, Russell but Wilson, Mahomes so. is way more of a pocket passer than he is a runner. He runs from necessity, not because it's part of his game. Exactly. Right? So when I, Josh I'm Allen not, runs because it's part of his game. And I'm not saying that. I, th- I think you're not going to find many guys that run the ball better than Patrick Mahomes, though when he decides to run the ball. So it's not like you're going to bring in a backup quarterback that's going to be better at running. A, um, I wanted to say double option. Why can't I think of triple option? Not, but it's not even a triple option. I'm just like an wow, RPO. Okay. Just an option, I guess. Yeah. Why, why was yeah. that escaping me? But like, like a belly option, but, uh, but yeah, I think when you got, I'm trying to think of a good quarterback because every quarterback these days is like, so, so if you had Tom Brady, like at a young age, like Even then not. may, then maybe bring in a guy that can run a little bit, whatever. It's a dumb idea. Might, might've been on, a spicy meatball. Category. I think that I'm on board with it. I think that like you can, you can pull the trigger on something like that and I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Um, Like I am very much on board of don't take the, ball out of the most effective player's hands maybe in some moments there's more effective players right so randall cobb taking a snap like you got to be worried that he could pass the ball relatively effective yeah and i guess i don't know i mean he doesn't have to he doesn't have to be aaron Rodgers to pass the ball well right so you can get a high school quarterback to come in and they could throw a decent ball you know one out of every 50 times or like out of every 50 snaps you have, you just say, I need one good pass on you and he can do it. But if you tell him that you need to make 50 good passes, that's not, there's no chance. Yeah. And Antoine Randall L was kind of a guy that proved, you know, kind of like what you're saying is, you know, he, he's, I think if you look up Antoine Randall L's like best passes, like he, he's had quite a, not quite a few, but I would say maybe like five to 10 big dimes. Another sneaky guy that threw the football a lot is Walter Payton. I want to say Walter Payton probably has like five passing touchdowns in his career. Oh, no kidding. Interesting. Um, and I think there's enough like guys that probably converted to wide receiver in their lives that like, it wouldn't be that big a deal or they converted from wide receiver into quarterback because they were super fast in college. And like, that's what the team was looking for and could throw just a little bit. Like even Brett Favre didn't get recruited to play quarterback. One of the best arm talents that the world has ever seen. And like, they didn't want to do that. They didn't want him to be there for, being quarterback, he was just throwing the ball around, and they're like, holy cow, he's got some zip on the ball. So there's got to be a lot of guys that can play like a quarterback-type position, not because they can make good decisions or they can like read a defense really well, but because they have a good arm. 
And if you draw up the right play, the dude's going to be wide open. So, yeah, or should be. All right. So, anyways, we'll finish up on that Saints Falcons game. The BJ goes out to Michael Thomas for getting those two TDs in the fourth quarter. It went to him instead of James Winston just because James Winston got his ass kicked and Michael Thomas caught both of his touchdowns. So, Mike, let's give Michael that, Thomas man. a hey, BJ. BJ. All right, roll into the next game. Uh, this game was kind of a shocker. So we have the 49ers at the Bears. Uh, I was kind of expecting a shit kicking, but what do I know? I do think it's one of those week one anomalies. Neither quarterback on either team looked that great. And not much to talk about in this game. So, so. Oh, so I think there's a big point to talk about in the fact that the weather was absolutely atrocious. At the so, end, though. I think it was raining the entire time, and then it was really bad at the end of the game. Yeah. But, I mean, that was kind of what we blamed the 49ers on for beating us in the playoffs is because the weather was bad when we played them. You know, they're they're not a team that should lose due to bad weather. Bad weather should be something that helps a 49ers team thrive a little bit i think but i guess though when you're not going up against a potent offense maybe it middles it a little bit more yeah they also lost their running back in the middle of that game i don't know exactly when but elijah smith went out and or not elijah mitchell elijah smith uh went out and uh that can't help right is to lose your starting running back true okay yeah yeah i get that because yeah that's gonna hurt you in the run game but well, yeah, yeah, I was mostly looking to see if either of these quarterbacks impressed me and see if they took a step forward. And it really did not look like it. So for this one, I was going to give the BJ to the guy on the 49ers who got a pick and had 11 tackles. But then I was like, I don't think I can give it to the losing team. So we are going to go. No with, BJs for losers. No. Roquan Smith, nine tackles and a half a sack. Give, Give that, that man, man a BJ. BJ. <laughs> All right, kicking it to Mike here. All right, so next up we got the uh, Steelers um, at the Bengals. Steelers come out uh, pretty hot, playing great defense. They go up 17-6 to at halftime. They force four turnovers from Joe Burrow. Bengals come back late this game, and they ended up tying it up. Uh, Boswell misses a long field goal. Steelers, in overtime, the Steelers take it with a field goal. Best job is going to end up going to Minka Fitzpatrick, who had a pick six early in that game off of Joe Burrow. So, all right, Pat, let's give, give that, that man, man a BJ. BJ. But yeah, so that I mean, dealer or Steelers defense definitely showed up to play. So and and so there's a a bit of like a maybe like just in the first half a Super Bowl hangover, I think to some extent. Yeah, and I didn't see much of that one. Uh, I seen the big field goal at the end of the game. Yeah, and Burrow looked not good. Yeah, not good at all. Um, 
those four turnovers were a couple of them were bad turnovers. It's not like it bounced off a receiver's hands or something like that. Like I feel like the Fitzpatrick one, it was like thrown to him. Like just here you go, take the ball. Um, but he was under a ton. Uh, Burrow was under a ton of pressure all day. Yeah, and we don't know. I mean, maybe I won't speak for you, but I don't know what the Bengals do with uh, their preseason, but maybe that has something to do with why they came out a little bit flatter. But Steelers, like we said in our episode where we picked all the division winners, you know, probably top two, three coach in the league, good defense, just trying to figure it out on offense. And then a team that they've seen play so yeah yep all right let's move on to the eagles lions eagles end up winning this one 38 to 35 and i think from like our summary of what it is or what the division winners were going to be like we were pretty right like this game kind of played out so it looks like the eagles are going to be a pretty good team this year um hurts looks like he's a good quarterback And it looks like the Lions are going to be a tough out this year. I think my – I don't even know if this would be a bold prediction, but my prediction is they're going to be the team that loses the most games by one score or less. I think that's kind of a Lions thing, though. That's what they did last year, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. But they're going to be in games, you know, maybe get six, seven wins. They're going to be scrappy when they're losing. This one, the score was a little closer than the game really looked, though. Eagles basically had the game in hand for the most part. It did get fairly questionable in the fourth quarter, but the the uh, Eagles were up 38-21 to 21 going into the fourth quarter and kind of let off the gas. But to the Lions' credit, they did take advantage of it. But it never, they never actually had a chance to win the game. So when the Eagles needed to clutch up and get a first down to run the clock out, they did. Um, it does look like Hertz is a a more well-rounded quarterback this year. Um, he's making some throws. He can run the ball, obviously, like we've seen last year. Uh, they still have the dual threat with him doing his option stuff. I love Jalen Hurts. I think he's a good quarterback. And I think the Eagles are a team to watch out for this year, for sure. I mean, I, I don't think I'm saying anything that people don't know. Um, adding A.J. Brown, though, sure as shit paid off in week one. Uh, A.J. Brown has 10 catches, 155 yards, and he gets P.J.'s B.J. So, Mike... Let's give yeah. that, that man a BJ. BJ. I think this was the exact same score of the Lions 49ers game last year. In week one or what? In week one. Yep. I'm surprised you can pull that deep. Like I, it was a three-point game. I remember that. I, yeah, I'm curious. It, it was. What? It was a high-scoring three-point game. I can maybe look it up as we're kind of going here. No, don't look it up. I'm just interested that, like, your mind went to that. Like, I think I that, like, there's weird facts that I just remember, and then, like, 
if somebody asked me to do something and I walk down the hallway at work, it's gone. Just like that. Like I can't remember to do shit like that. But things like this, I don't know. I just kind of remember to like, I just remember when they come up, you know? So yeah, dude, my memories definitely got worse with the years, but I don't think drinking beer, watching stuff is conducive to remembering stuff. So I think that's a bit of the problem, but like, I felt like when I was a young kid, sports, like I could remember what the score was versus the Packers versus the Vikings the previous year. Like if you ask me right now, like I'd be like, I'm pretty sure we split, but I have no clue what the scores were. I mean, unless it was like a big relevant game. Yeah, I can't remember like any Packers score like off the top of my head if you'd ask me right now, like uh, 38 to 3. I remember that one from last year which was a big one from week one, but I don't even know the NFC championship game right off the top of my head. Yeah. That one was like, weird. Seven it was like 13, 13, seven. Yeah. I want to say it was like 19. Yeah. to 10 or something, something like that. Yeah. But I can't, can't say it. All right. We'll roll on to the next game. Uh, Patriots head down to Miami and just get whooped. So score, Dolphins 20. Patriots I was way off, seven. by the way. Why is that? Oh, you thought the Patriots were going to? No. Come. For the Lions game. I did look it up because I don't listen to you. So. Oh, okay. I do what I want. I got gotcha. you. Um, <laughs> so Mike's a relevant stat of the day that he just thought he'd veer off the path and go look up. So the Niners had a 28-point lead in that game, and the Lions brought it within eight, not three. Ah, okay. Good job, Mike. I'm so happy I have that knowledge in my brain now. You won after today, so it doesn't matter. I don't even know what I would do without knowing that, but (laughs) but yes, thank you for looking that up. I would like to say you're welcome to Pat and to all our listeners. This is the stuff we need to know. Okay. Yep. You guys are much more intelligent for for Mike looking up that stat. But anyway, just listen to me more often. You would be more intelligent. Not true, but <laughs> Patriots head down to Miami and get thumped. Uh, the Dolphins win that game 20 to seven, pretty much handled the Patriots. Uh, look like they have potential to be a pretty decent team this year. Uh, everything went Miami's way. Fumbles were bouncing into bouncing Miami's way. Uh, Mike's boy, Mac Jones looked like pretty pedestrian for the most part. And Tua looked like now that he has some weapons and has a guy that has a little bit of faith in him, that he might be able to be all right. Obviously, I don't want to do the week one overreactions um, because I do feel like this week in general was there were some pretty weird scores out there. I don't think this one is one of the ones where I'd be like, "Mm." like the 49ers Bears one. I was like, "Uh, I I think if that game is played later in the season, we're going to have a different result. But anyways, Tua throws for 270 yards and a TD, and I'm going to give that man a BJ. So, Mike, what do we do? Give, we that, give man BJ. that man a BJ. All right, on to Mike in the Ravens and Jets. All right, so uh, Ravens and Jets, for the most part, Jets defense looked okay for through the first through the first half. Um, 
gave up 10 points in the first half, and really they only gave up three until late in the first half. So they gave up a late touchdown in the half. I think that the Ravens were just a better team, and it wore on them. Um, not that the Jets performed incredibly poorly. They're just not up to snuff with the Ravens. And the Ravens' talent just kind of got them. The best job goes to DuVernay. That's definitely not the way you say it. I would Duvernay, say du- maybe. DuVernay. DuVernay. It doesn't matter. Uh, wide receiver for the Ravens. He caught two touchdowns. Lamar Jackson did did throw three touchdowns. So I guess you could give it to him if you really want to. But we're going to give it to the wide receiver because that takes a little more brain power. And quarterbacks don't do all the work. Sometimes they're just throwing to wide open dudes. So DuVernay, give, give that, that man, man a, a BJ. I think the Jets were just outmatched. Yeah, no. The Jets are going to stink this year. The Ravens are going to be pretty good. And that's just how it is. Like, that that score didn't surprise me at all. That is right in the ballpark of what I expected. That might have been one of the two games I got right this week. All right, let's move to one of the games that I got wrong here. So, the Browns come to Carolina to play the Panthers. And Baker was out for blood against the Browns, but I guess the Browns were out for more blood against the Panthers. Nick Chubb just runs wild. Uh, The Browns dominated the second and third quarter, but almost pissed the game away in the fourth quarter. Uh, Baker almost got the revenge he was looking for, and he put – the Panthers in front in the fourth quarter uh, with a minute to go. And then Cade York comes in and breaks Baker's heart with a 58-yard field goal to win the game. So I'm going to give that man a BJ. So Cade York, you are getting the BJ there. Um, And I don't know, but – I can't remember if I liked Baker coming. I think I said he was going to be the best quarterback in his class, but I just kind of think he's what's a good way to put it other than douchebag. He's like, he's Russell Wilson. He's a fucking cheese ball, but yeah, he, he's a cheese ball, but in a different way. Yeah. Right? So, so Russell Wilson's a cheese ball in that he is like the holiest of holies. All right. Like, like he can't do anything wrong. Like his public, if he ever, if something ever came out that he was like doing something like as a terrible human, it would kill him. Yeah. Right. Where Baker Mayfield's just like your bro's bro. Right. He's the guy that like, he's probably in the gym, like yelling muscle milk, HGH. Right. So like, we've all seen that the skit about HGH and muscle milk. Right? Yeah. Like, just got a new haircut. Like, I think that's what it's called. If you look it up on YouTube, it's, like, called New Haircut or something like that. It was, like, that's vi- Baker Mayfield. Yeah, it's a viral video. Like Before that's, viral was a thing. Nah, not before viral was a thing. That's, like, but one like, of the first ones, though. So, anyway, he's just, like, the guy that is going to, like, go into the bar and get drunk and look for a fight. <laughs> 
That's what I think Baker Mayfield is. That he's, for lack of a better term, he's just a bro. And he's a decent football player, but he's not a great football player. Right? Yeah. I feel like Baker made the most lateral move in the league that he could have. I mean, the Browns do have like weapons and stuff. And and maybe I could be wrong about that. Maybe the Browns could be a better team. I mean, obviously they're waiting for Watson to get off. Yeah, the but they kind of eroded what they had in terms of like Odell wide receiver wide receiver firepower, right? So yeah, it's Landry. Landry's they did bring in Amari Cooper, right? Yeah. Um, and the Panthers have offensive firepower too. I don't know what their defense is. I don't know what their line is, but like offensive firepower, they have CMC and then they got DJ Moore and they have Robbie Anderson who all have potential, but yeah. I don't know that they have like real stats to back up what they've done. DJ Moore does a little bit, but the rest of them, I'm not sure. Do. And CMC actually, like he had a TD um, where he had to do the whole jumping over the pile thing. So it looked good on that one, but if I'm recalling his stats off the top of my head, I want to say he had like 10 carries for 33 yards. And I know he's kind of the dual running and receiving threat, but I don't think he did anything crazy in the receiving game. At least he looked healthy. I, I don't know too much to say about that game other than maybe the Browns have more upside than I thought, but I don't think so. I think both those teams are going to be, right around the eight and nine, seven and ten mark come end of the season. Yeah, but, if they win that many games, right? So I can see them five or six game winners too. I wouldn't be that surprised if they were underperforming. Yeah. And I was kind of given what I was expecting the ceiling to be. I just noticed that I forgot to do a game here. But anyways, the Colts and Texans tied. That one would have probably actually been interesting to watch. I don't know, Mike, did you catch any of that? No, so um, didn't watch any of that. Didn't pick up the highlights on any of that stuff. But, I mean, let's be honest. The Texans outperformed what they should have. And the Colts shit the bed again. I mean... They're underperforming. They need to play better than that. They need to get as many wins as they can if they want to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. No, they I'm pissed gonna... away a few games last year, and like it's, they're not going to make the playoffs if they keep doing that. They get feels like they have a good roster that doesn't win games, and that's not okay. Yeah. The only thing that I will say is I'm intrigued. I'm going to actually go back and watch this game because. I've been hearing more and more hype about the Texans that like the Texans aren't as bad as they're being sold. Like just like a good veteran team full of guys who just know how to play football, but we will move on for that just because we we didn't do too big of a deep dive and head to the giants and Titans with Mike. Uh, Giants. And the, are down 13 to zero after the first half. A um, couple big plays, one from Sterling Shepard, one from Saquon Barkley, kind of bring them back into it to allow them to tie the game at 13 13. The Titans shot themselves in the foot maybe at least three times, maybe a couple times more, right? 
Um, just a comedy of errors, really, out of the Titans. Uh, like a muff punt, stuff like that. Giants drive down and get a touchdown. I guess at this point, they're down 20 to 13. They drive down, they get a touchdown. Um, they elect to go for two. And it looks like Saquon's going to get stopped. Maybe like three yards short. Keeps his balance. Gets into the end zone. They get the win. As far as for like the Titans, Dante Hilliard, almost from the highlights I was watching, the 15-minute like YouTube thing, he looks like the best wide receiver in the on the Titans team, right? He played very, very well. Best job is going to go out to Saquon Barkley just because he's going to be the comeback player of the year, right, if he continues to even do what he's doing right now. Yeah, and I think the big story of that game is the going for two at the end of it. Pretty gutsy call there. But I guess, though, if you got a team that's not expected to do too much, you're taking them over, I guess you got to go. You know, you got to do something to shake things up, so. Yeah, and uh, Daniel Jones is what Daniel Jones has always been, is a guy who makes some great plays and then makes some just, like, what are you doing plays. So, All right, we will roll into the Chiefs-Cardinals game, and we won't bother you too much with this one. So Chiefs just absolutely dominate the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals kind of are what we – kind of thought they were was I mean obviously not trying to overreact to it but I think it's more that the Chiefs are not falling off and yeah the Chiefs just absolutely dominate them Mahomes throws for five touchdowns gets the BJ and I think it's just people saying like oh they lost Hill uh you know they lost some of their receivers and they lost they, a couple of defenders Honey yeah. Badger for one. Yeah, the Honey Badger. And didn't matter in that first game against, you know, a team that we thought was going to be fairly decent in the Cardinals. So next game we have is the Raiders at the Chargers. Uh, this was the big battle in the West of teams, you know, that when we were doing the picks for the division, we were about, this was the one where we were kind of split in, like, who, who's going to be able to win this division? Um, huge win for the Chargers. So the Chargers win that one 24-19. to 19. Uh, Looked good doing it. Carr throws three picks and just kind of stinks in the game. Devontae Adams, still an absolute monster. I think he answered, <laughs> answered the question in week one if we were going to miss him or not. Uh, even though I think we already kind of knew the answer to that, but I think he had like 150 yards. Justin Herbert looked good, had 279 yards, three touchdowns, and we are going to be giving that, that man, man a BJ. BJ. You got anything on that one, Mike? Uh, just that I'm disappointed in the Raiders. Quit throwing interceptions. You went, you beat that team by probably two touchdowns. Jesus. Yeah. Chargers are Chargers stink. Personal opinion, hot take, spicy meatball, whatever we call it on this show. Chargers stink. They're going to get blown out by the Chiefs this week. 
after that game, dude, I won't I won't squat on that tape too long. I think the Chargers are going to be something to be dealt with. I hate them. I hate them. I don't know why, but I do. I hate them because their coach is an idiot. I think. Yeah, anyway, you, you hammer that one home. <laughs> He's a moron. Like it's the dumbest take I've ever heard in my whole life. But does that's not true? But like. I just don't like him. I wish the Raiders were better and beat him. I don't. I'm kind of happy. Yeah, actually, I don't give a shit. I, I take it back. I don't give a shit. I don't care who wins that game. I, so I care who wins because I don't want the Chargers to be good. I can't figure out exactly why that is outside of like the coach being kind of a moron, but I don't want him to be good. I want him to be bad. And so that's where I'm at. There. We'll take it. All right. All right. Take, take yeah. us home with the Monday night game. Uh, Monday night game. Uh, Bucks. No. Sunday night game. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we didn't. Bucks, we didn't Bucks ver- I can do the Monday night game, too. Bucks versus uh, Dallas. Uh, Dallas looked very, very bad. Uh, so they get three points in the first, I think, on their first drive. Um, I didn't get to see the entirety of the game. Three court, I watched a full three quarters of it, and the Dallas Cowboys offense looked like trash. Uh, as far as I could tell, Dak was not hurt yet. Uh, didn't look like Tampa could finish drives either against the Dallas defense. They settled for four field goals early. I think at halftime it was twelve to three, and then Mike Evans gets a TD late. Um, sending it to 19 to three. Tampa's D looks good, right? They're stopping the Dallas offense, which last couple of years has been really, really good when Dak is on the field. Tampa's D looked like it's good. The Dallas just looked really, really pedestrian. Didn't look yeah. good. Uh, the 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 only thing that the only person that I would say didn't look that way is Micah Parsons. All right, that guy is legit going to be one of the best defenders in the league. I think we're given the the BJ two. We'll give it to Mike Evans. He's the only guy that could score a touchdown in that game. So, yeah, that man, man a, BJ. a BJ. All right, take us home with the Monday night game, I guess. All right, so the Monday night game, Seahawks versus Broncos. The Seahawks come out um, kind of firing pretty well, so they get it, they go up. Big touchdown right away, yeah. Right Wide away, open. and then they get – I think it's 14-3 to three early in the second quarter. Then the Broncos kind of roll it back. It is 17-13 at the end of the half. The Seahawks fans did exactly what they should do. They boo him. They make it so it's super challenging for the Broncos to do anything inside that stadium. Um, 100% silent count. Um, a lot of like delayed games have to take extra timeouts because things are too loud, too noisy. They can't function inside the stadium. I do think that the noise towards Russell Wilson affected him. And basically their defense comes out and plays really, really well, um, especially right around the goal line. Two goal line fumbles for both 
Melvin Gordon, and Devontae Williams. So one each. I shouldn't say yeah. two each. But uh, so there's a like Broncos had opportunities to score points, even if they're getting field goals there. This game probably is a little bit out of hand for the Seahawks. They lost Jamal Williams in maybe the second quarter, and still their defense played up to that level. And he's a guy that, when he's healthy, is a very, very good safety, right? Safety oh, yeah. linebacker slash, right? Slash player. But, um, yeah, the Seahawks just came out and outplayed the Broncos and got kind of the bounces that they needed. And I think for a lot of times, if you get a couple bounces to go your way in an NFL football game, you can take that game as long as you don't screw it up. And the Seahawks didn't screw it up. You broke that one down good, having to have it last minute. But yeah. Yeah, that was a somewhat of a shocker to me. I did not think Seattle was going to be able to come out with um, God, now I can't even think of it. Uh, Geno Smith and I mean, Geno Smith had like a fairly good game for, I mean, yeah, like a good game. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, he uses tight ends really effectively. I think they were using three tight ends throughout the throughout the game, and they got a guy like Noah Fant over there now, and Will Disley scored a touchdown, and then uh, Will Disley and the other um, tight end that they have are the guys that scored their touchdowns for them, I think, so. Yeah, and I feel like Noah Fant had, like, a big catch because I remember thinking, yep. like, that I thought he scored a touchdown, but looking at it right now, he didn't score a touchdown. But, yeah, you're right, Disley and uh, Parkinson both scored a touchdown. And Geno Smith goes – 23 to 28, 195 yards, two touchdowns. So, damn good job out of Geno Smith. Do you got a better BJ to toss out than, than that no, one? PJ, PJ, give out of whatever BJs you want to give out. All right. So, we are going to give Geno Smith that, a BJ. Give, give that, that man a BJ. BJ. All right, and then what you guys all tune in for, I'm starting to think we should probably break this game down first instead of last. But the Packers head west to Minnesota and just get the absolutely or absolute ever-living shit kicked out of them by the Vikings. The line played like shit. The wide receivers played like shit. No one covered Justin Jefferson, and the Packers just got dominated. I'd say the silver lining was that the special teams uh, weren't the ones to lose us the game for once. Other than that, I mean, it's week one. I think we touched on it a little bit as the Packers don't quite use the preseason to be ready to play week one, which is definitely a two-year trend. I don't know if it was a three-year trend. I'd have to like look back I'm not a sure further. Either. But both week ones last year and this year did not look good coming out. But big drops, whatever. Mike, let it let it rip. Uh, so I was actually thinking about this game quite a bit over the last, you know, day and a half or so. I've listened to a lot of fantasy football stuff and like regular football stuff, but talking about how great 
the Vikings looked. And I think their defense did look significantly better than I thought it would. They played, I mean, to hold any NFL team to seven points is I think is pretty impressive. But the offense, uh, Adam Thielen made a comment about how he's never been on a team that just keeps the keeps the gas on the entire time. And if you're saying that 23 points is keeping the gas on against a Packers team that essentially was torched by Justin Jefferson, if you think 23 points is acceptable on a team that never lets off the gas, like I'm okay with what happened there. If you think getting out to a 17 to nothing lead and then scoring six points the rest of the game is keeping the gas on, like, all right, like the Packers can deal with that. Maybe the Packers defense just had a bad half. The second half was fine. Maybe that's where we're at. I'm not sure. And I think you, some of the big news coming out of that. Oh, keep rolling. Keep rolling with your point because yeah. that's going to change a little. Okay. So, like, if you think that, like, you kept the gas on in the second half and you were, like, trying to blow the Packers out, I mean, you did. Like, a 14-point win in the NFL was a huge win. And this is a – I can't do the math right now. 16-point win. So, like, this is a huge win. Like, there's no denying that. You said – like – your players are saying that you kept the gas on. If that's the case, our defense plays just fine in the second half. Maybe that first half we treated like a preseason game. Maybe we need a half of a half of a like a real football game in the third preseason game just to get game speed and game time under us. I think that's a real possibility. Yeah, but I mean, definitely the things that we should have questioned came into question, like the receiving core didn't look like they were ready. Obviously not having uh, Jenkins and Bakhtiari, like... That hurts a lot. Yeah, yeah, Rodgers was just absolutely getting piss-pounded back there, take four sacks, just, just a rough game for the Packers. Uh, big news on like the defense was everyone was talking about how Alexander wasn't the one with Jefferson, but I kind of think that that's like kind of a smart move is you double Jefferson and then you put, uh, Alexander on their second best guy. But I guess though, if you want to do the mono mono thing, it makes sense to me because even as good as Alexander is, I highly doubt he's better than you know, two guys on one guy. I didn't quite catch it. Well, they so were like, like doubling them up. So, I mean, at least on one touchdown, it was just a blown coverage, right? So, Razul Douglas was supposed to sit in that zone when he, that one that was wide open, like nobody's within like 10 yards of them. Douglas is supposed to sit in that zone. I saw it on Twitter and like, it was pretty obvious that he followed this guy instead of sitting in that zone and like, what are you going to do? Right. So blown coverage that, that stuff kind of happens. If they were going to double and then single feeling with Alexander, maybe at least one of you guys should have covered Jefferson. That would have been good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever though. I'm just going to chalk it up to like a week one. I'm not going to overreact to it because, I mean, we seen what happened to us last year in week one and then still come out of the season on the one seed. 
It is a little concerning that it's the Vikings that did it to us, though. The Vikings look like they're going to be tough this year. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think their defense is, if you have a starting offensive line, which we did not have, I think that the the Vikings defense becomes far less good. Yeah. Right? So if you have a starting defensive or offensive line, their defense is going to struggle a little bit more. But Daniil Hunter and Sidarius Smith are not bad players. That's not something that we can argue is that they're oh they're they're washed up and they're terrible. Like it's not accurate. And Zadarius Smith is gonna have games like this. And then whether he can repeat those games week in and week out, that's what's left to be seen. And the Packers have traditionally got moved on from that guy one year early rather than one year late. So I could see him having a good year. Yeah. I mean, he got his sack that he wanted. You can tell he was satisfied with that. The Vikings fans. So he did take a shot at Rodgers on that um, run. Was it an interception? I think it was like the A.J. Dillon. No, it was some sort of reverse. Or yeah. And so, like, somebody said, one of the, like, fantasy football people said that, like, he was trying to block Zedarius, and that's not what I saw. So what I saw is that Zedarius, like, sought him out to hit him. I could be wrong. I think you're wrong, because they were both smiling and laughing about it after it. I think from what I recall, I didn't rewatch this game. I'm just calling it off of what I saw Sunday. And Neither did I. Yeah, and, and it looked like Rodgers was just trying to, like, chip him a little bit. And it looked okay. more like it was kind of away from the play. And Rodgers kind of got like knocked and like wobbly for like yeah. a second. But yeah, it did that's because look, you're a quarterback hitting a defensive end. That's not smart. Yeah. But like they were both laughing because I think it was because Rodgers drew the contact okay. and then kind of uh, got the the bad end of the exchange, but then oh, on yeah. top of it though, he didn't go down. So I think he was kind of proud of himself. Like <laughs> I'm sure the conversation was like, Can't you know, knock like, down an old man, right? Yeah. Or like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, this is a game that they have to improve from. If they don't improve, they're going to lose to the bears too. Like if you decide to come out and like limit touches for both, Dylan and Jones, you're going to lose the game. Like those are probably our best two offensive weapons. You got to use them. Yeah, that is crazy that Jones had five carries. Dylan's had, Dylan had 10 carries. Dylan did have five receptions. So he, he did look like a very viable option in the passing game. And then Aaron Jones only had three receptions. Um, Watson dropped that one big deep. Yep. One deep ball Shit early. And yeah, no, like man, but just think don't how don't make the of, don't make the comment that every podcast on the whole fucking planet's making if you catch. Don't fucking like no, that's not what I was matter. gonna say. I'm just saying how good it would feel if your first catch in the NFL oh, yeah. went, <laughs> went to the house. And I mean, there's 
like to the point that Mike didn't want me to make. I mean, there's so many plays in a game that, oh, if it went one way yeah. or the other way. So, yeah, we try not to be the ones that are saying that. But sure enough, I end up saying it at the very least. But <laughs> Well, I kind of said it. I don't think that's what changed the game. Didn't play very well. There was plenty of game left. So, yep. But, anyways, Dobbs looked all right. Um, so, I, I, I fully anticipate the offense to be clicking this go around. I think everybody gets their head turned on straight after this Minnesota game. And we dominate the Bears. Like, that's my honest opinion on that. Like, I do think that we shit the bed, but I think that's part of it and the fact that Minnesota's good. I can get behind that. Yes, I think we'll be good to go. You got any more on the Packer game? Are you ready to wrap this one up? No. So let's wrap up the Packer game. Let's pick Thursday's game, and then we're going to be back Friday with another podcast. All right. First look at the line that I just see. Actually, first look, I didn't even realize the game that was on Thursday night. We have a good one. Chargers are heading into the Chiefs. Mike, do you know what the line is off the top of your head? I don't know what the line is. When I looked it up, I didn't. The line, I don't have the line in the thing that I looked up. So Okay. So Chiefs are minus four, what I'm looking at. We're calling this segment Thursday Night Thunder. So these picks are going to go into the Bing Bong count. But they are also um, going to be separate. But I got to figure out what the separate Thursday Night Thunder is. So, Mike, no, I'm going to pick first. No, no, let me pick first. No, 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 no I want to. I want to pick ahead. first. I am going to pick the Chargers. I'm just thinking that's too many points in that division. I was swinging between wanting to make it a double dog and whether I should say the Chiefs are going to blow them out. So long story short, I have no clue. But Chargers looked good. Chiefs looked good. Interdivision matchup. It's at Arrowhead. I think the Chargers coming off that win are kind of getting some points. I'm going to stick with the Chargers, though. I think it's going to be a tight game. All right. So we got Thursday Night Thunder. Pat has made a blunder. We need to sound the thunder. It's going to be Chiefs. They're going to cover by four easy. That was like a professional. I, I was prepping that tonight after you told me that it was Thursday Night Thunder. So. Oh, okay. Not as cool as I thought it was then. It, it definitely is as cool. But like to prep things is not bad, Pat. Got to remember that. You you should learn that. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. No, you did good. All right. Well, that will wrap up the show. Thank you all for listening. As we always say, we need to do get Mike to do his little segment before. Um, but you yes, can always cut it out and put it in the front. Nah, we'll we'll just remember <laughs> to do it next time. Um, so no, thank you won't. for listening. We love you guys. We appreciate the support. Yeah, Mike, take us home. All right, so let's everybody make sure that you're subscribing to us. Um, Also, download it on your kids' phones, your phones, uh, computers, whatever. We want more downloads. We want more listens. 
listen to it on silent if you just like hate the sound of our voice that's cool too but we appreciate you guys thank you guys for listening and anybody who's doubting the packers the badgers the bucks or the brewers you can eat our shorts roll it them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.